0: Sarah, what are all these people doing outside?
1: Oh, well they're waiting. For, for what? For me. Um so I I kind of had a really dramatic entrance in th- into the nerd cave about 3 days ago and they're uh they're waiting for me to, you know, leave the cave.
0: You Do they think you're Jesus or something?
1: Actually, they're just waiting for me to come out and, you know, See if I see my shadow. It's, uh, you know, they want to know how much longer spring's going to last.
0: Weird. Welcome to Nerds on History. I'm Brian Moriarty.
1: I'm Sarah Ashley.
0: And that was weird. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of like, um, that's like Bergman humor, <laughs> I feel like. I you don't
1: know. I thought it was funny.
0: Yeah, you can't see us, but right now Sarah's is actually playing a chess game with death across the <laughs> table. <laughs>
1: and I'm dressed as a bunny. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, a couple quick updates. Um, first of all, uh, Eric and Martha gave birth to their fourth child, Victoria.
1: Yay, and she's adorable. Of and she's teeny, adorable. And teeny tiny little baby-like. Sure. She's very cute.
0: She is extremely cute,
1: and Eric's been very, very busy juggling two babies in the household since Amelia just turned one. so it's been a it's been a bit of a challenge for them
0: for sure, yeah,
1: but they're hanging in there, and um Eric will be back very shortly for the next episode. so
0: yes, indeed, Hang in there, kids, yeah, so um, let's just get into it, shall we unless we you have shall. A, unless you have a personal update you want to share or
1: Tell these people about my personal life. I'm just kidding. No, I really have nothing going on.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm just cool.
1: very busy at work. That's all.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Same with me. So, um, it is Holy Week, folks. And being that I'm the resident Catholic on the uh podcast, uh, we covered the Wheel of Protestant Religions mm-hmm. and uh, St. Patrick. Patrick's Day. Those were really fun episodes. Um, we, we, we were going to do just do the whole month of March. Devote it toward Christian themes. Mm-hmm. So why not talk about Easter? Because yep. we don't talk about the history of Easter very much. Because I think a lot of people just assume, well, okay, so Jesus died. And it kind of just happened from there. And something right? about
1: bunnies, however bunnies and eggs got Somehow wrapped Somehow bunnies it. and chocolate
0: eggs make their way into the equation. Yeah. Um, we still don't know for sure how. Um, there's a
1: lot of speculation about that, but we'll get into it.
0: Right. Um, but there's there there's a lot more nuances to the history of this holiday and i think those deserve to be talked about sure christian or non-christian
1: yeah definitely well and that's because easter really does have some pretty strong pagan roots um and, and not necessarily in, you know, pagan surrounding christ but more in the sense of um the vernal equinox and celebrations of spring Um, And coming out of winter.
0: Well, I know if Eric were here, he Mm -hmm. would want to bring up the anthropological aspect that almost every culture has kind of a a spring celebration. Yes. Right?
1: Sometimes they have multiple.
0: Sometimes they have multiple. But also I think it's important for European history to talk about that for uh, the majority of European history, the new year took place in April. Yeah. Yeah. the, The convention of January 1st being the new year is only a few hundred years old in terms of history so it's um i think that's what that's worth noting it makes sense right because you you if you think about the cycles of the seasons you have the year the year have new birth in the spring and it dies in the winter time yes right so that cycle of life it's Mm -hmm. that whole symbolism of everything uh it is the circle of life
1: yes Um, (laughs)
0: Sarah just held up a small lion cub.
1: I did. Because we keep one in here, didn't you know?
0: Well, it's stuffed.
1: It's our our guard (laughs) lion. It's our guard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, symbolism is right. And basically, the Easter that we know today is just ripe with symbolism. It's a
0: hodgepodge massage for sure. Yes. of, Of tons of different things. So I think what we were going to do is that I know Sarah is definitely going to talk about the, those traditions, the things that we most commonly associate with, with the Easter season. And then I'll bring it in with the Christian aspect Mm -hmm. of it.
1: So basically, I wanted to kind of start with talking about the pagan roots. Where do we get the term Easter? Um, And... Despite a very popular internet meme that was going around for a while saying that it was um, based on the Sumerian goddess Ishtar, that's not exactly accurate. Um, Ishtar was a real goddess, she was absolutely celebrated, um, and she was a symbol for sex and fertility, Um, but there were plenty of other goddesses in the area that also were um, kind of representative of the same thing. But the Easter that we're talking about, um, the actual term Easter, is actually of Germanic origin.
0: Okay. That's a relief because I thought that she had a sister who was very prudish named Wester and that maybe <laughs> they had just like duked it out. Yes. You know.
1: <laughs> An Easter and a Wester? No, An Easter. Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> um, no. Someone's
0: got to make the dumb jokes in Eric's yes, absence. Yes, obviously. So.
1: Obviously. Um, but yeah, no, it like most of our language, it is Germanic in origin. It was actually Astra or Ustra, depending on your dialect. Um, German,
0: so. German. I'm inclined to think Ustra, but
1: Ustra. Well, again, it just depends. Um, But this was um, a goddess that was actually um, written about in pretty much only one paragraph that anybody really knows about. That was written by the monk, the Venerable Bede. Who we've talked about before in previous episodes. Um, because he wrote a lot about um, you know, like Germanic tribes and the Anglo Saxons and everything, um, around the eighth century.
0: Okay, yeah, so he was like a historian in a way. He was.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of monks were at the time. Yeah. When you're doing nothing but, like, you know. Well, we
0: learned we spent all this time learning how to write. What are we gonna write about? Yeah. I don't know, let's History? Just talk about what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just travel and write about the stuff we see. Um and Actually, by the time that Bede was writing all this stuff down about, you know, Germanic tribes, this this festival of of Astra, which lasted about a whole month, um, was actually pretty much already fallen out of practice.
0: <laughs> well, there you have and it.
1: And like I said, it was pretty much only one paragraph. That was pretty much all we had, but that still that idea um, and there's uh, other ones like Ostra and all these other um, similar sounding goddesses were celebrated kind of like mother nature goddesses um, all along Anglo-Saxon and Germanic areas however how they were celebrated we're still not really sure not that much was written down um, and again traditions were already kind of dying out but we do know that this was a tradition that was carried out throughout pretty much all of europe but the term um for the for her name Astra, um, actually comes from the root that meant dawn and so she was actually kind of the goddess of the dawn or a new beginning kind of similar to the greek god eos who was also a goddess of the dawn um and they also you know had their own um festivities kind of surrounding her so there was a lot a lot going on where it was just spring was a time to get down and boogie <laughs> like right we're talking animal sacrifices we're talking big feasts um, rumors of there being large crazy orgies but I pretty much have only really found that that's definitely true with like the celebration of Dionysus but I haven't really been able to find too much saying that Germanic tribes or Anglo-Saxon tribes were doing that right um, but at least where we know for our term of where Easter comes from it comes from there also from the Germanic people, our concept of uh, the Easter Bunny comes oh, okay.
0: from there. So go on with this.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> there is a little bit of a, of a folk tale that kind of comes out of this area um, saying that Esther had uh, found a bird that had, was dying or dead, and she buried it in the ground, and it came back to life, a resurrection tale. It came back to life as a rabbit, but still retained the ability to lay eggs. Hmm. And so that's where the idea
0: of eggs and the bunny, come of from.
1: eggs and a bunny come from. And then it came over wow. and then it came over in the Americas in about the 15th century with right. a lot of um, with uh, like immigrants and everybody like crossing over and sure. taking that story with them.
0: Well then I mean just the egg is so symbolic for new life as it is too it and is, so yeah. are bunnies because they are obviously naturally very fertile creatures.
1: Yeah, oh god yeah.
0: So uh it's that symbolism yeah. carries over pretty pretty nicely. I no
1: think. bunnies can get like double pregnant.
0: Double pregnant? So they can get pregnant while they're pregnant? Yes. Wow, okay.
1: Yeah. That's how prolific they are. Also you have to understand the whole area, like they're used like f- they were kind of used to as soon as like With bunnies kind of hiding away and hibernating for most of the winter, by the time spring came out, there were freaking bunnies everywhere.
0: Do bunnies have like twin uteri or something? Can they like be, can they have one moving into place while the other is? I don't,
1: I don't think it's twin uteruses. I think it has something to do with um, the actual like placenta. Oh, okay. And that there's just room for multiple.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: I, I mean, I don't know the actual biology of it, <laughs> but I do know that generally speaking, rabbits don't lay eggs.
0: So <laughs> yeah, which confuses children, of course. Rabbits
1: don't lay eggs. What's going on here? It, well, it doesn't confuse just some children. It does confuse some adults, as I've learned through conversation. Sure. That anecdotally, they just kind of like, well, you know, because this rabbit can lay eggs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I
0: Please, please share this information with everybody, (laughs) because this this myth is um, very, very interesting. But it's also important, too, because obviously as we get to the story of Jesus, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to talk about the resurrection, (laughs) because there's no Christian context to Easter Mm -hmm. without it. Um, But there are many cultures that have resurrection stories.
1: Oh, absolutely. To it. Absolutely. But also, I mean, when you – but when you talk about the egg, it wasn't just a symbol for new life. There was something else that actually kind of got associated with – and I'm going to cross over into the Christian territory a little bit here. But um, during Lent, technically speaking, you're not supposed to eat eggs during Lent.
2: Hmm.
1: Shame on you, Brian. What? (laughs) (laughs) But technically speaking, you're not supposed to. And – it, um, I believe this is, some people attribute this to the um, Germans, other people um, attribute it to the Russians and to the Slavs, um, but what they would do is a few days before the end of Lent, they would be so excited that they could eat eggs again, that they would paint them, and it would be like a big celebration because then you could eat the eggs, the painted beautiful eggs, on Easter, marking the, the end of Lent.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it's pretty amazing. Like, I think the Russians took the cake because if you look at a Fabergé egg...
1: Oh, God, yeah. That's, I mean, that's part of where the where the idea comes absolutely, from. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But
0: if you look at a Fabergé egg, oh, my God, mm-hmm. how much detail is put into these, these absolutely. things. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, but there were other, like I said, there were other goddesses that were being celebrated kind of around springtime. The um, ancient Egyptians celebrated Osiris during this time. They celebrated Isis in the fall, and they celebrated Osiris... Uh, so <laughs> And they celebrated Osiris in the springtime. And I believe that the reason for that was because it was at the time when the Nile rose. And um, they were talking about uh, the the tale where um, Isis dies and Osiris saves him. And um, when the Nile was the Nile River rising is marking her crying so much that it's filling the river.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. And so that would be why they would celebrate it during that time. Interesting. Yeah. And there were also, there was... Um,
0: I know Eric would be proud of you right I now. I
1: know. I know, wouldn't he? <laughs> 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 There's also um, a Roman goddess uh, named, I think it's like, it's looks like Sybil. It's probably not Sybil specifically, but like more like Cybele or something like that. Um, but she was a pretty loving sort of goddess. Meaning she got around. She was also kind of like a mother goddess, so she also had, like, many, many children. Um, and the story goes that she, her lover, Addis, who also happened to be her grandson, Kanky, um, were together, but she was so jealous of him and, like, all the people he would talk to that he got so upset that he, um, castrated himself and killed himself. Yep. And, uh came back to life. (laughs) So there's kind of like another resurrection story there. Um, She, I think she brought him back, but somebody brought him back, but um, so there was like a celebration kind of like around that whole story. And I think that it was associated also with the, I, and I feel like I'm getting my, my stories mixed up here a little bit, but he, so this was the time of his resurrection was the springtime, but the time of his death was around December.
0: Oh, you think about Mithra?
1: There's, there is Mithras. There's that's a different one too. That's another resurrection story. Yeah, but th- the one for Addis was that he died and re- re- resurrected every single year.
0: Okay, so he died winter and rose in spring. So mm-hmm. he actually kind of followed the season of the yeah. of the year. Yeah. Okay. So as you can see, I mean, lots and lots of parallels here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I we we have always been very tolerant of religious beliefs on nerds on history so you know the choice of how you believe what happened to jesus is a complete act of faith Mm -hmm. you know but it does it is worth noting to talk about the many many parallels oh absolutely that that, there were several resurrections several
1: resurrection stories several flood stories there are many and it's you know if taking if you want to just step outside and think that it's not real just for a second okay that it didn't actually happen we're taking not taking a non-literal view it's not you know completely without imagination that these people who are all kind of living in the same area around the mediterranean trading with each other exploring each other conquering each other whatever um wouldn't also kind of be sharing some of these stories sure and kind of trading the same sort of concepts and ideas so it is pretty believable um But basically, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up on the pagan side of things and say that um, there is a celebration called um, Ostara, which is a modern-day pagan Wiccan celebration. It falls along one of the, um, I believe, eight holidays on the wheel of the year. And um, it's fairly toned down. (laughs) Some people do set set up altars. There are definitely... um, spells, chants, other things that they'll do to celebrate. But for the most part, um, a lot of, you know, Wiccan groups will just, you know, say, take this time to go outside, enjoy spring, and feel the ground become warmer and see the flowers and all this other awesome stuff.
0: <laughs> becoming in tune with nature, basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. And so then, I mean, it goes without saying, but those words, did we talk about the the history, the the etymology of the... Of so the word, the word Easter so
1: the word Easter come Easter comes from Easter
0: right We, we talked about that yeah. and just over the evolution of Germanic in the English it became it just Easter. becomes Easter, which right. is
1: I mean they're already so close as it is. Um, so it wasn't that much of a of a difficult evolution. However, you'll notice that um, we're it's like pretty much Germans and English speakers that use the term Easter um, or something close to Easter. A lot of other European languages um, that aren't Germanic in nature use um, was it Pachas or
0: so. Um, There's
1: a few different versions. I, th- I
0: think I think that's important to bring up because that yeah. that brings us into mm-hmm. the Christian aspect yes. of it. Because uh, the the Romance language, um, con- Romance language countries mm-hmm. uh, are so heavily influenced by Christianity, their word for Easter follows the Greek word for lamb. Basically, Um,
1: I thought it was the Latin word for Passover.
0: So it's interesting because it actually kind of. They're similar, right? Right. So, um, I mean, for those Christians, this is no surprise, or this is a quick review, but of course, one of the the names for Jesus is the Lamb of God, Mm -hmm. right? So, the word Pasqua, or the, the Latin root for that, is the word for lamb, basically. So, um, and yes, I mean, the lamb is also involved during Passover too. You, you slaughter a lamb and you have it for, for your feast. Well, of you cor-
1: slaughter the lamb. So the, the slaughtering of the lamb was so that your firstborn child wouldn't be killed.
0: Right, and the <laughs> lamb's blood being, exactly, right? Yeah. So lamb's dying seems to be a very common theme in Hebrew culture. And, um, and the, the whole point was that Jesus was supposed to be the final Yeah, he was supposed
1: to be the final yeah, lamb. He the, the lamb sacrifice to end all lamb sacrifices.
0: Exactly. So um, because of that, um, yes, you've got those words tracing into other words. Pascuas is the Spanish version of it. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially the same, again, the same root, right? In French, it's, um, you'll have to help me with the pronunciation, but it's. Uh, Can I see uh, it? Yeah.
1: I'm a visual learner. I don't know, actually. I think it'd probably be like. Pox, actually, I don't. Pox? Yeah, the, I don't think the Q U E is not usually pronounced like that. Kind okay. of like Jacques.
0: So uh, in French, we're going to take an educated guess here and say it's pronounced pox.
1: Correct us if we're wrong. I'm it looks sure like you Jacques,
0: will. but with a P instead of a.
1: And minus a C. And minus a Q. C,
0: exactly. And then a, right, the Greek and Latin pasha or posh mm-hmm. for which is also the word for Passover too. Yeah. So. Um,
1: so. Easter in Europe must be really confusing if they're also giving it the same name as Passover.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and again, Passover comes from the word Pesach in Hebrew as well. So um, so again, even the word there is so, so similar mm-hmm. with their everything else. So much symbolism just within Christianity too. Yeah, Because if you think about that, the Passover was the freedom from slavery for the Hebrew people. Jesus was freeing the Jews from... Not, not the law, but rather the, from their their old testament, their old. So it, it, I don't want to make the symbolism that they were they were bounded by, they were in bondage to the the old ways of doing things. But you could make that argument that there's that layer of it too. Um, that's completely for conjecture. It's just a comment I noticed. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any I don't have any evidence to to back that up. But just I, I just found it was interesting. To note that. So,
1: so what Brian's trying to say is not an anti anti semite. <laughs> I'm an Irish
0: Catholic Step Jew. Come I know, on, I know. Come on now. So, it's yeah. Anybody who knows me knows that is so far from from reality. Me being anti semitic. Um, I mean, do we do we really need to? I mean, I guess for the for the few people who maybe just were not raised with religion at all, Easter is supposed to celebrate, uh, at least in the Christian context, celebrates the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. Right. It starts with Holy Week. Well, really, it really actually starts with Lent, right? Mm-hmm. It starts with Ash Wednesday, the 40 days leading up to Lent. The 40 days of Lent, of course, are symbolic for Jesus' time when he went into the desert. Mm-hmm. There's this whole moment in the Gospels where, you know, he gets baptized by uh, John the Baptist and kind of realizes what he has to do. So he goes, doesn't quite know how to deal with it. So he goes into the desert and he's tempted three times by the devil. He succumbs. Or he does not comes. he conquers temptation mm-hmm. and then starts his ministry, right? So that 40, 40 days is,
1: is a common time frame because didn't Moses wander the desert for 40 years? Also,
0: Moses and the Jews, yeah, uh, the Israelites uh wandered the desert for 40 years. Absolutely,
1: hey Moses, you lost, <laughs> get a map,
0: <laughs> and, but, but also Noah, right? Noah's um, the whole rain it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, right? So
1: Actually, we it would be kind of interesting at some point to to do uh an episode on the this the number symbolism. Sure. Cause, and it's not cuz it's not just Christianity. There's plenty of other things where like threes are really common, sevens are really common. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Go on. Absolutely. So, uh I mean, you, you So you have that symbolism, and then, of course, when you get to Holy Week, Holy Week is, uh, Palm Sunday is where it starts with. That's symbolized, again, starting with Passover, Jesus going into the city of Jerusalem, and they, you know, all of his followers are, you know, praising his entrance. They have giant palm staffs that they're using, and, of course, the the Jewish establishment at that point is very worried because they're like, oh, God, is he going to start a riot, and... For most people, you know the story. Uh, they make a political move against him. He gets arrested. Uh, the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, executes him by crucifixion. And then we go out of history and we go into religious faith, right? Mm-hmm. What happens on Easter Sunday? His Some of his followers come to anoint his body because they couldn't because it was the Sabbath. He was crucified on a Friday. So uh, he was he literally died right before the sun came down. You're like, crap, what are we going to do? Well, we'll come back and take care of him. One day won't won't be terrible. And then, of course, they come back and they find out he's not even there anymore.
1: No, they found out that he was doomed to hell because they didn't anoint him in time. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
0: and, of course, he was laid to rest in a cave. He had a friend, Joseph of Arimathea, a wealthy Pharisaic Jew uh, who paid for a resting place for Jesus to live. And I think it was actually going to be his tomb, but then he just gave it to Jesus out of respect. And... um so there we have it. So that's the... If you
1: want the Cliff Notes version, watch Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: <laughs> right. Or just listen to what I just... Yeah. <laughs> we did give you like the, the two-minute version yeah. of the Easter story. um, There's obviously a lot more into it. You can get into the story of okay, the betrayal take it of back. Judas. now. the Cliff
1: Notes version, the jazzy version.
0: The jazzy version?
1: Yeah. And it's jazzed up a little bit.
0: Fair enough. I appreciate that. Um, So let's talk about the history of the holiday, right? Okay. I mean, pretty much... The celebration of Easter starts then. One of the things that's consistent throughout church history is that the there's a lot of these different debates of, well, where do the sacraments come from? Where do these certain holidays come from? The one thing that's pretty much accepted by most Christian denominations is that Easter is the holiday that was started by the apostles, started by the disciples. And it goes back to the Last Supper. It goes back to the words of Jesus saying, do this in memory of me, right? Mm -hmm. Remember his death. So for that reason alone, like that's kind of where it starts. And it never really stopped being celebrated. It was always acknowledged. Whether it became the name Easter, of course, that was kind of a name projected onto it centuries later. Yeah. So even in like the second century, before pre the formal congregation of the church, you you acknowledge that there's Easter going on, but then all these debates are around, well, when do we celebrate Easter? In the year seventy five AD, something really important happened in church history. The Council of Jerusalem. The first ever ecumenical council, and it was done by the apostles directly, and the apostle and well the disciple Paul, depending on whether you believe he's an apostle or not. Protestants acknowledge he's an apostle, Catholics don't. So
1: Why is that?
0: I think to have been an apostle, you had to have borne witness to the risen Christ. and
1: That just seems exclusionary.
0: <laughs> well, well, so, I mean, by, by by that same token, Mary Magdalene's also an apostle, right? Mm. And yet, in at least in the Catholic Church, she's not an apostle. Yeah, that's so.
1: because people just historically hate women.
0: So, uh, it, it, again, it, it comes up with a very uh, weird argument, but Paul saw a vision of Jesus. Right as the Christian story goes. So we don't know if that was, there wasn't Jesus coming to him or if it was just a vision of Jesus post uh, ascension. So that's where that weird dichotomy comes in. Anyway, uh, that council basically establishes because Paul was both a Roman and a Jew, his mission was, well, I want to get all the non-Jewish people bought into Christianity. And Peter was like, well, I want all of the people to follow the Jewish traditions. We are based off of Judaism. It was at that point that Christianity made that official split. And they said that you do not have to honor the Jewish traditions to become Christian. You do not have to do the, the male you know, circumcision. You don't have to do follow the same dietary practices, all those Jewish rituals. Christ's message is for everyone, basically. Why is that important then? Because in... The year three twenty five, when you get to this Council of Nicaea, which again we talked about, a lot of major mm-hmm. things were decided upon—the formal belief system. What um, could
1: be and couldn't be in the Bible.
0: What couldn't couldn't be the Bible. The nature of Jesus was was verified was validated as saying that he was human and divine, according to the Christian tradition. And, but you also have these things like, well, when are we going to celebrate Easter? Because we're not. We've already made a schism from Judaism at this point. Before that point in time, there was a lot of debate over, do we celebrate on Passover like the, the tradition was, or do we do it after the vernal equinox? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of, again, the symbolism of spring, right? As you get into the Roman and Greek influence of Christianity, you see that there's, that there's that connection with the two. So it was during basically this period in time when they decide that the first Sunday after the full moon First full moon after the vernal equinox is going to be how you celebrate Easter Sunday. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Which can mean it could take place any other time between March 22nd. Acknowledging March 21st is a vernal equinox, even though sometimes it's March 20th or even March 19th. Um, According to church practice, the church calendar, the vernal equinox is always March 21st be that what it is so uh, <laughs> uh so it can happen anytime between that and then or late april right i think uh, it's march 22nd way through like april 25th is the the latest date that you can have easter take place but like there was crazy debates about this mm-hmm. there were like serious like people were excommunicated over choosing the wrong day to celebrate uh easter
1: you couldn't have just been like the ancient celts who were just like huh Looks like things are starting to clear up a bit. We should start planting soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in case you in case those who are, who are interested, uh, this is called the Quarto Deciman controversy. Quarto Deciman um, it, it refers to the place in the Roman province of of Asia at the time where this was rooted up. And basically, what it was there was a debate between the Bishop of Rome, of course, the Pope, uh, and the Bishop of Alexandria. Over when to celebrate it, of course Rome had said, "Okay, vernal equinox, folks. We we talked about this. Let's do this." Mm-hmm. And Alexander is like, "Well, no, 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 no. We should do it with Passover." And um uh, Pope Victor uh, tried to excommunicate Polycrates of Ephesus, uh, <laughs> and and all all the other bishops in that whole region for who were trying to celebrate this. So lo- big internal struggle happened. That's just silly. Yeah. It is kind of silly. Uh and finally by the 4th century eventually really the quarto Decimanism mostly died out. We actually still see some of it today in the some Protestant um denominations, but like I just thought that was so fascinating like we they're, they're arguing so much over that one day.
1: Yeah, but you got to understand though at least they're they're also still staying within the same realm of Passover and or vernal equinox and still around the same time
0: and truth be told passover is usually not too far away from those dates anyway yeah
1: well and i mean there's a there's a good reason for that yeah the reason you know judaism and all these other religions they all had to start somewhere and a lot of times their origins are kind of still somewhat related to you know pagan tribal neighbors and that sort of thing you know whether you were polytheistic or monotheistic you know um but the festivals, a lot of the festivals, a lot of the celebrations were all still happening around the same time. And even though people were were spreading and conquering each other, et cetera, it was a, a mark of adaptability.
0: Sure. And keep you in were mind— just, You
1: were just adapting yeah. to your celebrations for just timeliness of other celebrations. Right.
0: And let's not forget that when Constantine made Christianity the official— religion of the Roman Empire mm-hmm. it was not the required religion of the Roman Empire right. just the official one you right. could still practice your pagan beliefs mm-hmm. and coexist with Christians so it really wasn't until several centuries later where you had this forced conversion to Christianity and all the pagan religions kind of got stamped out by the church right right so um yeah I mean it that's why you see these things mission mashing we talked about this in the in the Celtic episode too mm-hmm. and we've talked about it in the Christmas episode we we blend, we find the parallels to yeah. get people to, to adapt. Adapt and yeah. engage in in right. the faith.
1: Well, so, and it and it becomes really convenient if you if virtually every single culture on the planet has some sort of acknowledgement. Oh, that spring has sprung. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Might as well, you know, utilize that for for the purposes of conversion and et cetera. You know, right. it's it's just a really good And actually a fairly peaceful method of of approaching it as opposed to forcing it on somebody. Just be like, hey, you know, it's pretty similar. So keep your bunnies and your eggs, but also Jesus. Right.
0: (laughs) What I think is so ironic about this whole thing is so this was a a hot button issue in the fourth century when it came to the date. And yet... 600 700 years later you have the schism of the western and eastern churches.
1: Wait, so where are you saying this is like the oil pipeline
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of, of the 4th century? <laughs> yes, it
0: is the keystone pipeline yep. of the 4th century. Wow. Way to keep it topical, Sarah. Yep. Good good job. Thank you. Um but I mean as we as we talked about a long time ago, I mean in like the year 1084 the the two churches split, right? You have the Eastern Orthodoxy Mm -hmm. and you have the Catholic Church at that point. What's funny, what's so ironic about this whole thing is there was this heavy debate over the dates and then in the... I can't remember the exact century. I want to say it was the early 17th century that we adopted the Gregorian calendar. Right. Right? Well, we did that, but the Eastern Orthodoxy kept the Julian calendar. Yeah. So now the dates are out of sync again. And um, oftentimes their their vernal equinox of March 21st is in April for us. So they end up not celebrating their Easter until – sometimes up until early May.
1: It doesn't matter. I mean, just – it's kind of like – We all celebrate a birthday, right? Sometimes your birthday happens to fall on a Wednesday, but you really want to get drunk with your friends, so you have to celebrate it a few days before or after. It's not that big of a deal.
0: (laughs) You know, for me, I think it makes more sense to do it the Eastern Orthodox way because you're right on the peak of spring. Of summer movie season, uh, so there we
1: go. <laughs> so you can market coming this Easter, right?
0: Iron Man Four, or Because whatever. that's
1: somehow more compelling.
0: <laughs> if you can market for Christmas, you can market for Easter.
1: We maybe we'd have more Easter themed movies then.
0: Maybe because what was the last one? It was Hop, I think, was the last Easter themed movie, the one with yeah, the maybe. the son of the Easter Bunny who breaks out and uh,
1: something like that breaks into
0: human world. I
1: didn't actually see it.
0: Neither did I. So, yeah.
1: But actually, but we didn't even then, like, I feel like there's not that many, like, Easter movies. Like, It's
0: pretty much either biblical films or which, it's which stories it would, about the Easter Bunny. It would
1: still have to be, like, Passion of the Christ or Jesus Christ Superstar. Like,
0: Right. You're not going to see, like, a movie, like, some family drama yeah. or some, like, I'll be home for Easter or something. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I'll be home for Easter. Doesn't have the same ring. Doesn't quite. Oh, uh, but well, a lot of people watch Ten Commandments on Easter, sure. right?
0: Of course, and why right. not? Charlton Heston, right? Was he was the him and Cecil B. DeMille were like the the East the the biblical film, you know, gurus.
1: They were. I just kind of feel like, is that? Ri- but what does that have to do with?
0: Well, again, right? It's the first Passover. Was, so oh,
1: I guess so. Yeah, I guess it does have Passover now.
0: So it's like. I just think
1: about the commandment part.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, what what I find interesting is the story continues to this day. So, uh, other countries have tried to set Easter on a fixed date. And there's even been movements within the church to get Easter to be just on the first... Can we just just seriously just make this the first Sunday of April and just be done with it? Right. (laughs) Can we just get this over with? Because that's where it ends up being most of the time. Mm. So... Um, in the United Kingdom, the Easter Act of 1928 tried to have Easter be fixed as the first Sunday after the second Saturday in April. Oh, my God. If that's not confusing enough. So in other words, uh, it'd either be from April 9th or through April 15th, somewhere in that range. Uh, however, it was not implemented. Uh, and But what I find also interesting is that um, in 1997, the World Council of Churches again, one of these organizations that strives for ecumenism and to get all the Christian churches kind of together. Mm -hmm. Um, They also tried to reform the calculation to say, well, hey, now we have modern astronomical science, so why don't we just base Easter off of the actual vernal equinox, which can vary whatever date, again, anywhere between the 19th and the 21st Mm -hmm. of March, and just be done with this, please seriously it's the stupidest <laughs> debate
1: but it didn't happen right it did not happen because no. the vernal equinox this year is on the 20th on march 20th and easter's on april 5th right
0: so so yes yeah, so it it's technically again it's always the first full moon after yeah. the, this first sunday after the first full moon after the vernal Equinox. Oh,
1: my God, so convoluted.
0: Yes. It so, so doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter that much. It really doesn't.
0: So <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, that proposal was not adopted. It was supposed to be adopted in 2001, but it was not adopted by any of the member bodies of the World Council of Churches.
1: That's not surprising.
0: Not surprising. So now that we have a firm understanding of uh, of the dates of Easter, let's talk about the the Christian churches who don't celebrate Easter.
1: Uh, probably Jehovah's Witnesses
0: for sure. Well, technically, actually, they do. They just don't call it Easter.
1: Okay, because I they pretty much they don't celebrate birthdays. They don't really celebrate Christmas.
0: So it it's uh it's more complex than just that. Yeah, it's um they don't
1: celebrate blood transfusions.
0: Jehovah's, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, you're right. They don't acknowledge holidays because of uh biblical um or just biblical verses against it. Acknowledging you're not supposed to acknowledge any other day above. So basically, anything that didn't come, going back to the whole idea of sola scriptura, which we talked about in the beginning of our month, see, we brought full circle, folks. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything that's not in the Bible is not founded, basically, in Christian tradition. And there's no.
1: Is it just that you aren't supposed to keep any day holy above the Sabbath? Because it says you're supposed to keep keep the Sabbath. Correct. You're not supposed to
0: keep any day holy except for the Sabbath, right? Because that's a commandment, right?
1: Well, Easter falls on a Sunday.
0: Yeah. But the Sabbath is a Saturday. So they're one of the... So oh, Jehovah's Witnesses, right. uh, Seventh-day Adventists, like yeah. they celebrate the Sabbath on... They, they go to mass on Saturday or right, t- right, go to right. church on Saturday. Um, but what's also important to acknowledge is that... I mean, also the Quakers don't celebrate holidays too. They say every day is the Lord's Day. We don't need to elevate one day. They take a more positive approach with it. Just like yeah. every day is a holiday. They're like... A, they're not, the holiday. That holiday
1: is not good enough. <laughs> they, are the, they
0: are the holiday inn of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> every day is a holiday. So... <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. So, wait a minute. But couldn't that just actually be an excuse to have 365 holidays?
0: Sure, I guess. Like...
1: You could be like, yeah, like this is St. Patrick's Day, but then this one's St. Whatever's Day, and you have to wear blue or else you get pinched. Like, you
0: know, <laughs> you know I don't have any friends who are Quaker. We'll have to consult and yeah. find out. Um, I do want to make the, the the important acknowledgement though, because someone's going to say, "Well, hey, 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 Christ says do this in memory of me," and to which the Jehovah's Witnesses say, "You're right." So, um, damn, it's in the
1: Bible. We have to do it. We
0: have to do it, even um, though it
1: might be contradictory. <laughs>
0: So they they call it the memorial. Ah. So it kind of a somber approach to it, but it's acknowledging the Last Supper and the death of Jesus, I not mean, the resurrection. Just the everything up to the, the death. death. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's the other part too. Is like you can't be like we're celebrating the death of Jesus. It's that that's sad, and kind of messed up. So yeah, memorial makes sense for that. Right. But it's interesting. Do they not? Be- they believe the resurrection, though, right?
0: Yes, they acknowledge the resurrection. There's, I don't think any Christian... I don't think there's any Christian denomination who doesn't acknowledge that the resurrection took place. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's Or some as some there. people
1: call Easter, zombie Jesus day, so...
0: Jesus would have been a lich. He would not have been a zombie.
1: Okay. Isn't it a lick? Is it a lick? I think it's a lick.
0: Okay. I just... I don't know how to pronounce it, That's so. fine. I just... I don't know. I feel words calling Jesus a lick. It, just seems, <laughs> seems, seems, it seems weird to seems me. Seems weird. Seems but weird. But
1: drinking his blood and eating his body is not... Weird. Okay, anyway.
0: (laughs) So, um, I'm not going to talk about that. But So, for those who don't know, so a zombie, the difference between a zombie and a a lick, Mm -hmm. uh, a lick is the same idea as a reanimated corpse that is still decaying, still has all of its wounds from death, but has all of his mental faculties. Ah. So, he can think and speak. Gotcha. They are more terrifying in a way because they have all the cognitive capacity of a human. Sure. So... Yes, when people say "Happy Zombie Jesus Day," it's actually not entirely accurate because, as you acknowledge in the Bible about Jesus being brought back to life, he mm-hmm. had all of the wounds from the resurrection. Yeah, right. So he wasn't just—I mean, yes, he was transformed, and mm-hmm. uh, as you acknowledge that in your own personal faith, but he had all of all of his wounds. So sure, sure. there you have it.
1: If you're going off the Christian children's version of the Bible that I used to have, he, he looked just fine and dandy when he was resurrected. Yeah, because like,
0: cause then, cause then you don't want the kids asking all the questions of, yeah. wait, did he still have holes in his hand? Which was
1: interesting because I think I very distinctly had a children's illust- an illustrated children's Bible that was, I think, actually much more Protestant, but I was going to Catholic churches. So it was like, here's... Happy, warm, ooey-gooey cream puff Jesus. And then here's... Ooey-gooey
0: cream puff Jesus? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And
1: then here's the other Jesus who's thin and bloody and hanging from a cross.
0: Yeah. That's the Catholic version. Yeah. Right there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, that one. No, that one. Yeah, you do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. And there's all these different... The things that fascinate me about the the traditions, too, Mm -hmm. like... All the symbols of the crucifix: Jesus is crucified with the, the uh, nails through his hands. Yeah, which yeah.
1: actually, in traditional crucifixion, it would have been through his um, his well, forearms or his wrists. Actually, right? nails the... were
0: not usually used in crucifixion. Interesting. So people, so true crucifixion is is, is, is asphyxiation, right? So mm-hmm. you—that's what kills you. Yeah. So your your legs are broken essentially, uh, and you're tied. So they don't talk about that. That Jesus had to have tied. his legs broken. Yeah. Then you're tied to the cross or tree Mm -hmm. with the cross plank nailed into place um and you're leaned over because your body doesn't have the strength to pull its core up so you your lungs just collapse on yourself it's a very slow and terribly painful way to die yeah yeah the reason why they they nailed jesus is because they wanted to set an example Mm. same reason why they put the crown of thorns on him they were trying to mock him they were trying to make him into a uh Again, as the 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 story goes, they were and trying to make poke a, at him a bit, a political exactly. They're trying to make him a political example, right? Yeah. So that's why they did that. So it's there. There's debate about this in the scholarly world. Mm-hmm. Either he had to be nailed through his wrists because otherwise, if he was just nailed by his hands, they would have just would've ripped toured. through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and would have f- flopped off the cross, which would have been really, really awkward and terrible. Um, or that he was actually tied. But they just again, to inflict pain and to make an example, they nailed him through his his hands, yeah, so and his feet and his feet, of course. yes. So, um, I just find that really, really interesting that we're we're actually still not sure. We don't know because no one was there, obviously, and we don't obviously, if we were to find the body of Jesus, that would kind of flight the whole
1: that would be do. You, that would be insane, right. The wor- there would be like riots throughout the world, probably.
0: Well, right. Well, in the early 2000s, there was a person who found an ossuary, right, who's, mm-hmm. who said it was Jesus, son of Joseph. On it, we're not sure if it was the Jesus of uh, Nazareth, but it was. You know, there's this this question of what did we just find the the remains of of Christ? There's no way we're gonna ever be able to find out. Right. Right. It's the same thing with Shroud, the Shroud of Turin. We talked about this a year ago. There is no way we'll be able to verify. With 100% certainty that that shroud was the burial of shroud of Christ.
1: Well, no, but mo- it's pretty generally accepted and as, as, as a, as a, that a, it's
0: a, a fraud. Yes. Yeah.
1: The, with pretty much 100% certainty, it's a fraud.
0: <laughs> what I what I mean to say by this is that we were talking about the the purpose of holy relics, okay. right? There's no way you're going to ever... Speaking more blanket to holy relics, okay. you're not going to ever be able to prove 100% one way or the other. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's, it becomes a matter of faith at that point. Sure, yes. Right, so that's that's all I'm trying to say. Um, And so, you know, likewise, it's kind of like believe what you want about the crucifixion. You know, mm-hmm. does it really matter? No, what's more matter is the symbol of what happened, right? So... Um.
1: And what's really important about... This holiday and Easter is candy, chocolate bunnies.
0: I love Eddie Izzard's bit about this. Remember kids, <laughs> Jesus died for you He said, yeah, I know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's no, not no. great. It's bad. No, 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 it's bad. It's bad. L- look, whatever you want, just keep giving me these chocolate covenants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, and yeah, I think kind of the whole idea of like the painted eggs and that being fun for kids, but – you know, it's still kind of, I guess, yeah, a, celebra- a celebration of Jesus's life and dying for your sins, right? And, and resurrection. what's and it, Robin
0: Williams's joke too is, he's uh, uh, like, if we'd Easter eggs, we should just have someone spreading raspberry jam across the lawn, saying, "Come on, kids, we're looking for Jesus."
1: Oh God, <laughs> yeah, that might be a little bit more accurate, huh?
0: <laughs> a little, little bit.
1: Um,
0: Come to a cave. Oh, it's Sarah Ashley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, yeah, it's cool, guys. Give me. Like one more hour I'll be out, I promise. <laughs> oh god, it's my shadow. I got to go back in.
0: <laughs> oh, six more long weeks of winter.
1: <laughs> you say blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know. I I just find this whole the whole amalgamation of what Easter is today of being you know a Christian holiday, but also a very secular holiday, also kind of being a pagan holiday, you know um, and I think even in Iran, they celebrate no ruse, which is like
0: that's their new year, basically yeah,
1: it's like their new year. it's a time of of new hope and beginnings, and again, dawn, an um, empire striking back and, <laughs> <laughs> and a new hope um, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like there's a very i don't know I just Easter is a very weird holiday for me because it's one that I very much appreciate in the sense that I really enjoy seeing history as it, you know, like basically all these different aspects of history kind of combining into one crazy holiday, but I also don't really like it very much because I'm not that big a fan of pastels, and they're just (laughs) everywhere.
0: (laughs) Well, for me, I like egg dishes. Sure. So for... My family usually have like a frittata or some kind okay. for Easter. So egg-based dishes, yeah. Yeah. So call me call me crazy or selfish. That's kind of why I like it. like yeah. the pastels. Yeah, I have one <laughs> shirt that I pull out once a year. You have a pastel Easter shirt. <laughs> it's it's not even pastel. It's actually a pretty hideous shirt. It's a it's a blue and yellow striped dress shirt.
1: You have an Easter shirt.
0: I have an Easter shirt. Actually, it wasn't meant <laughs> to be an Easter shirt. It was a gift from an aunt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I mean, I guess I'll wear this on Easter. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know if the, if this applied to little boys, but, I mean, maybe not dresses, but, like, for, like, girls, we had to, like, always have, like, a little Easter dress. Oh, sure. Yeah. We always had to have some, like, cute little Easter dress, like, and that would just inevitably get really dirty when you were out looking for eggs.
0: <laughs> well, you know, sure. I'm, in some Christian denominations, like, you know, your Sunday finest involves a full suit, right? So. Yeah there's there's that aspect to it and that's goes for for boys and you know for us it was a tie mm-hmm. no we, we didn't go full suit my dad wore, wore full suit we never really did we did we went full suit when we went to first communion basically
1: suited up for first communion
0: suited up yeah oh um which reminds me just wrapping up some of the other things that we talk about with the with easter traditions mm-hmm. of course in catholicism the easter vigil is a huge oh my god mass it's like three and a half hours long it's
1: forever and it's
0: because they, they read, like, half of the Old Testament. They're like, okay, it all started with Adam. Okay. And then there is this promise about the Messiah. Okay, so we're good with that? Okay, now now we have the prophet Isaiah, and oh Messiah's coming, and then let's baptize everybody. Yeah. Um, and they
1: have to go through, like, all the, you know, Bob, Begat, Scott, Begat, Gerald, you know? <laughs>
0: Begat, Gerald. Well, it's also a big year, right? My, um, my stepmom became Catholic about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, you should do it through the RCIA program. You you go through all the three major initiation. You go through baptism, communion, and confirmation, all in you know, in one battle royale mass, really? basically. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. So it's like legit. You go in non-Catholic, you come out Catholic, and then of course, all the Catholics who were there renew their baptismal vows. Uh, and so, it's um, it's a big deal in that in that space, obviously. And there's a whole. Uh, ritual with the the whole church starts in darkness, and then they bless the the Easter fire with which they light the Easter candle. Of course, the symbol of the resurrected Christ, and then they begin, you know, this the ritual from there. And it's it's very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that ends the Paschal Triduum. Like it goes Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Vigil, on Saturday. And then you know, if you technically, apparently, as a Catholic, you're supposed to go to all three. You're supposed to celebrate all the whole Triduum. I have never done that. I've done I've done Holy Thursday, and I've done Good Friday. I have myself have never been to a well, Easter vigil. That's
1: because you're a terrible Catholic.
0: Apparently. <laughs> so you know, uh, Pope Francis can send his uh, Jesuit ninjas after me and uh, <laughs> take me out because I'm spreading my half Catholicism on the through, through the airwaves.
1: It's not just you.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's millions of us. You can't get us all. (laughs) There's there's just too many. There's just too many. (laughs) Um, Unless
1: that's what the, oh my God, maybe the ninjas are just former half Catholics. And so he's like building an army.
0: That's dangerous. (laughs) Um,
1: They're promising you ninja skills. Why wouldn't you do that? Right,
0: right. uh, I also figured uh, to wrap it up because we never got a chance to finish up which denominations don't celebrate. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Easter. No, it's fine. Fun long little tangent. It's cool. It's the scenic route. Yeah. This is this is the Highway One uh, approach we're nice. going to go through. So, nice. the the Pacific Coastal Highway approach. Um, it'll take us seven hours to finish this podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, so the the other groups are the Anabaptists, mm-hmm. the Quakers, the Congregationalists, and then some Presbyterian groups don't acknowledge uh, okay. Easter. The mainstream pr- pr- Presbyterian church does.
1: Presbyterian churches now acknowledge gay marriage.
0: They do. They just... They just... That's us- officialized it. Well, there were some there were some portions that did and some that didn't. Now it's the, the official... The
1: Presbyterian Church of the United States of America is allowing gay marriages. Yes.
0: Um... And they're catching up to the Lutheran Church mm-hmm. and the Anglican Church. Yep, which are essentially the three mainstream mm-hmm. Protestant churches. So,
1: so like in another hundred and fifty years, Catholics will come around. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that probably will never happen. <laughs> you yeah, never know. It's just it, we're just too stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we're just too stubborn with the with the the logic of our of our beliefs systems. So probably not. Mm. So, okay. Um, I mean, as much as I personally would like to see that happen. Because yeah. love is love in my book. Right. Uh, it would be, yeah, just it's probably just not going to happen. Something really big would have to happen. Jesus would have to come down and say, okay, can everyone just stop with the gay bashing? <laughs> Thank what you. happened
1: to love thy neighbor, for God's sakes? <laughs> yeah, and then go back
0: up to heaven. Like, yeah. it's going to have to take like that.
1: Oh, and then he'll like pop back down and be like, no, really, blessed are the cheesemakers. And he pops back up.
0: <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, so some very deeply rooted beliefs there, but, um. Folks, there you have it. Yep. Yep.
1: That's Easter in a nutshell.
0: That's Easter in a nutshell. We didn't or even get an, to Pentecost. Or in a
1: plastic eggshell. <laughs>
0: in a plastic, plastic eggshell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. We didn't then, even get to what? Uh, Pente- oh, Pentecost. Pentecost. Oh. So So technically, the Easter tide is 50 days long. Mm. It's just, hey, this is when Jesus ascended. He was approximately, apparently, on earth after his resurrection for 50 days. So that's what the Pentecost means. It's the day that uh, he not only does he ascend, but it's also the day that the Holy Spirit came to the apostles and thus. He was
1: hanging around as a dead person for 50 days?
0: Well, so he did this kind of David Copperfield kind of thing where he. he, he Did he also have a mullet? He didn't. Well, I will never know. Um, Again, because we don't have any cameras from that period of time. But he would do these things where he would come to his disciples in disguise. Yeah. Some I mean he wasn't wearing a disguise, but apparently like they wouldn't recognize him. Mm. And then the moment they would recognize that it was Jesus, he would disappear. Like straight up just like again, David Cofferfield gone. Poof. So he did a lot of that for fifty days.
1: I just can't help but feel like this was like one big trolling prank maybe i <laughs> just like say enough personal things about jesus and then once they
0: start to believe you just run <laughs> maybe his powers got an upgrade and he was just learning how to teleport
1: oh <gasps> what jesus, jesus was a
0: jumper apparently <laughs> so oh my god um we're going to hell I, I i you know i'm i i feel half guilty making all these jokes about my lord but but <laughs> but you know i God has to have a sense of humor, right? Just look look at at the the platypus. platypus. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, anyway. Anyway.
1: So that's Easter.
0: So that's Easter. I think we covered it. Yep. The the, the abridged version of Easter. So So
1: have a newfound appreciation for those eggs. Um, Have that newfound appreciation for those horny little rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) And also recognize that there is symbolism in everything that is celebrated with Easter, even down to the... Little Easter baskets that, you know, are given to kids and stuff like that being little egg nests.
0: And your proper response if someone asks, why do we – why does Easter not have the same date every year? Your proper response is, don't get me started. Because, don't even get
1: me started. Because
0: <laughs> it's a stupid, convoluted debate. Yep. So um, why don't we get into some listener feedback, shall
1: we? Okey-doke. This week in listener feedback. Our first piece of listener feedback is from Brett. It says, says um, – I must say the last two episodes were outstanding. I believe he was talking about the eugenics episodes in this one. Um, I've usually been able to come into an episode with a small amount of knowledge on a topic at hand, but the eugenics episodes blew my mind.
0: Blew it, my mind too.
1: Yeah. It's one of those episodes that kind of makes you think what other stuff, he uh, used a bad word, what other stuff is going on in this country if at one He's point. He said, did me. He did. Now I have to bleep that. <laughs>
0: We get like three per episode. We haven't I used know. a single one yet.
1: I know, but I was hoping that we could go one, at least one that I was on where we didn't have to bleep. <laughs>
0: oh, Well, you didn't Well, you didn't say I it. I know I didn't do it, so but I I'm a it. bad
1: influence.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you say it so instantly. I'm a bad influence.
1: <laughs> I hear it almost every day. <laughs> um, it's one of those episodes that kind of makes you think what other stuff is going on in this country if at one point that was allowed, or like Eric said, if the U.S. sided with Hitler, although in... The newest Wolfenstein game tossed around the idea of what if the Nazis won World War II by developing the A-bomb first, and it kind of makes you think. But nonetheless, I learned a lot, so keep it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Good to have you back listening to our stuff again. Actually, we always love hearing feedback from you. Um, Our buddy Jake, or Jacob, I should say, uh, also sent us a, a suggestion for some episodes. He says... Dear Brian, Eric, and Sarah, first of all, I want to offer congratulations to Eric for his rabbit abilities and ability to spawn enough heirs to make sure his dynasty survives.
1: That's what I'm celebrating on Easter this year.
0: Eric's reproductive powers. Eric's
1: reproductive powers. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Secondly, I want to thank you for reading my previous email which I listened to with much glee and unintentionally fishtailing on an icy road.
1: Dear God, dude, pay attention to the road.
0: <laughs> Thirdly, uh, I, well, he has an offer we can't refuse. Should I, should I go into Don Corleone for a moment? If you want. Is my list of offer we can't refuse. Actually, you could refuse, but I hope you don't. <laughs> 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 just, that's all I'm going to do from there. That's good. Uh, cuz I don't know if I can do the whole I don't know if I can do Mm-mm. Don Corleone the whole time. No, it get annoying. <laughs> uh it would. Uh I recently rewatched The Last Samurai and it got me curious about the Meiji period uh or the Meiji period uh, in Japan. The inia- the inaccuracies the movie has and maybe something about the massive weapon sell-offs after the American Civil War and the effects those weapons had, like when the Ottomans used American repeating rifles versus Russians using American single-shot rifles. How messed up yeah. is that, both using American weapons? Uh, just some ideas that I think would make good shows, and I can't wait for the 30 Years War episode.
1: That's the second time you've mentioned it there, bud.
0: Yes, sir. It is such a big topic it's a
1: big topic and it's a little dry but I, we're gonna have to find a way to spice it up and make it really interesting yeah so
0: we might have to hold off on that one that one's in development yeah, yeah. We're just it's it's a lot of political intrigue and it's a it's just it's it's just a lot
1: yeah it's just a lot so basically we're working on trying to get kevin spacey here <laughs> i feel like if kevin spacey as frank underwood just narrated what happened during the 30 years war as some sort of like metaphor for what was happening in Washington. Well, now. you see,
0: my friends, it all started in Germany. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, that'd be intense. <laughs> anyway,
0: so uh, thanks, Jake. Up, oh, thank you, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why do you keep saying Jake?
0: I don't know. I just, because I have a cousin named Jake and oh. his name is Jacob. I just, okay. I assume every Jacob likes being called Jake. It's oh. probably not, I don't know, some j- assumption i should make but uh i don't know okay yeah anyway um thank you guys for the feedback you know you can continue to give us feedback by going to nerdonomy.com and clicking on the talk to us link and tell us what else they, they can do when they go to nerdonomy.com sarah
1: they can also go to our store, buy a t-shirt if you feel so generous. You can also check out some old stuff on our blog or if you can find any of our Amazon.com links that are hiding in our past episodes, and click one of those, do a little bit of, pardon me, do a little bit of shopping. <laughs> and, would, would you say
0: that maybe they have to go on a Easter egg hunt? Oh my God. <laughs> you're welcome, America. Yep. Uh,
1: do a little bit of shopping; we get a nice little cut from that. Or you can also click the Audible banner, or you can just go to audibletrialcom nerdonomy and we will get a weenty beeny, tittle little bit type of money thing. We get a
0: little, little bit of a cut. Yeah. Yes.
1: You can also find us on Facebook, facebookcom nerdonomy You can also go and find us on Twitter at Nerdonomy. If you just
0: Google nerdonomy you're going to find all of our stuff. Yeah including our Instagram, which is awesome. Papa D approves. Um, But more importantly, folks, spread the word of nerd. Tell your friends and your family about Nerdonomy. We have over 100 episodes per podcast that you can enjoy and listen to our long and wealthy backlog of episodes. So um, we want more listeners. We want to get the word out there about our stuff. So help us out with that, okay? And you know what, guys? It is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode with Eric back at the mic. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See
2: ya.
0: Seriously?
1: I didn't tell them to do it. They just started congregating. I guess.
0: I, uh, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, what are you gonna do? We gotta get them to go away somehow.
1: I think I just gotta give them what they want. Here, here grab the bunny ears over by my bucket of pee. Oh, sure. <laughs> I've been here for three days, dude.
0: All right. All right. Here we go.
1: All right. Thank you. Okay. OH MY GOD IT'S MY SHADOW!